Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hello, everyone. This is Catherine. And I'm here with my Fab Effing Five sisters, Kathleen, Whitney, Claudette, and Sarah. Hello, ladies. Hey there. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you? Oh, I am so great. I know we are all so excited and honored about being a part of today's show as we are inspired and talking today with our sister here the one and only Kathleen L. And we are just so proud of you, Kathleen. You are have recently released your new book, Shattered Together. And so this is just like an epic moment in your life. And I know we are all just so honored and grateful to be a part of this moment with you. We love you. And so we're going to jump into your journey today with writing your book, Shattered Together. And, you know, let me just first say that the beautiful soul, Kathleen L., she's so special. She has personally just made a big impact on all of our lives, sitting here in one way or the other. And she's mission-driven to elevate the world by helping people heal. She has so many superpowers in this area, too, which, again, I personally have benefited from and just grown from, and you've really made such an amazing impact on my life, Kathleen. So just so grateful to be here and having you share your journey with all of us. You start off your book and, you know, you share about your personal experience in the healing process of losing a loved one, the healing process of grief because you personally experienced this with your son. You start off the book talking about, you know, he passed on by suicide. And so you know firsthand and you've done the healing yourself. And I know you're committed to helping other people heal. So why don't we just jump right into it? would love for you to share a little bit about your journey your inspiration and what this whole experience has been like for you. First thing I want to know, Kathleen, is how did you come up with that amazing name, Shattered Together? I mean, Mm -hmm. just start telling us more about just even the title. Like that had to be quite a bit of work to get to. Well, Shattered Together actually came to me from above again, you know. First of all, I just want to say, Thank you for the amazing introduction. It actually brings so much emotion to me and I'm really grateful and I just love all of you and I received the love that I just felt. And so thank you. And that's something new is actually receiving that love is amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. 
And I am so grateful for the connection I have with Logan and Logan's my son that I write about in the book. And he actually has helped me. He's been my co-author along with my ghostwriter, a ghostwriter for this particular book. I have a ghostwriter that I've been working closely with. And, and she shared with me how Logan actually came to her as well as she was writing what we had talked about. And so Shattered Together is a big title. And it's really about how I was completely shattered. I was completely shattered. I didn't want to live anymore. I didn't want to exist and through over the last 10 years, over the last 10 years of my healing journey, I have found that while the pieces are still shattered, the light is together. It's brought it all together. Like he has given me something through this experience that I wouldn't have had had I not experienced this. You know, I providing inspiration and empowering other others and even empowering myself through this process. So Shattered Together is really multiple meanings. Depending on who picks it up, they can, it's just like the cover. The cover has many, many layers to it. And I can't wait for people to see it because what I see in it is a heart with my son's profile cracked in the middle of it. And then there's other layers within the cover as well. And so when people pick it up, they're just going to be drawn to it. So Shattered Together is like putting myself together. It's together with the higher power, with Logan, the spirit of Logan. It's Shattered Together of how, you know, practices and, and healing with people, you know, your community, your family. So it has multiple meanings. That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. It is like struck my soul. I couldn't even get past the dedication without my eyes just getting so gushy up. Uh, reading it is just so beautiful. There's so many beautiful parts of this book. So how was it for you, Kathleen? How was the journey and the experience of writing this book? Um, like so many pieces, I can imagine. <laughs> it was a two-year journey, actually more than a two-year journey. I've been wanting to write a book since earlier on, probably a year or two after Logan's transition, because I've wanted to assist other people. And now I look back and I know I wasn't ready to write a book, that I had more to share. And I had more of my own journey to go through in order to actually be able to go through the process of writing a book. Let me tell you, anybody who is interested in writing a book, it is not as easy as you think it is. (laughs) It was not. What was that? I said, amen, sister. (laughs) Especially when it's so emotional because so I am coming. So the people who are listening, my son took his life. He took his life when he was angry at me and he wrote a note saying he didn't want me out of service. And so the shattered pieces were real and raw and deep. And what this, my journey has helped me move through is not only the trauma of my son, but some unresolved trauma from my lifetime. And the book comes from a perspective of, it talks about my personal stories, but it's a perspective of you can take one hour at a time, see it as a healing journey. There's information and daily practices on what I did to move through my own journey. And so 
it is a guide. You know, the subtitle is A Mother's Journey from Grief to Belief, a guidebook, a guide to help you through sudden loss. And so it doesn't need to be your loss, doesn't need to be the sudden unexpected loss of your child in such a dramatic way. It could be the loss of a job, a loss of a marriage, the loss of your health. It could be isolation. It could be any stress that you're going through. This book assists you from the 10-year picture out and look back over it. So it's not all painful. It just teaches, it shares, the book shares my journey. It really is written like a guide. That was such a beautiful way to put it. I got that vibe when I original, initially started digging into the beginning. You, you jump into all different categories that whether we lose a loved one or not, it applies to life, right? Yeah. Like forgiveness, like you're saying, a, a daily practice, like all, you know, it, it can really be applied to different areas of our life. I think uh, the beautiful thing, Kathleen, is that when in your book, you're giving people hope because in the moment of that loss, it's almost like time freezes and, and we, f- you know, at that moment of loss feel like it's all over. You know, nothing will ever get better. Nothing can fix this, you know. So can you share with us what you would say to all the parents out there or the people that have had that sudden loss just if you could summarize that up and begin to just put that spark of hope in them. And, you know, it's, it's my hope that they buy this book and they walk through this process with you because it will, it will guide them into healing. And, but what would you share with people who are in that moment of not thinking that they can go on? You know how you said you didn't want to go on. So how, what would you share with them being tent, you know, down the road now? The people who are experiencing their sudden unexpected loss right now, uh, I've talked about this before, I would say it's the grief prescription. Right now, it's just be, breathe, and believe. You know, the three Bs I've talked about. Your A life is gone. Like, it is no longer. The second, that split second you had that change, what you had before is no longer what you have now. What Shattered Together talks about is that how do you incorporate the new life so you have a B life? You don't have to do anything you don't want to. But what I found for me is like what helped me was if I saw life one hour at a time, one minute at a time and just breathe, it helped me believe that I could take the next step. And I would say the one thing I want people to receive from this is that If I can do it, you can too. The second thing is that one hour at a time is what matters. You can't just look in. I couldn't look into the future because I could not believe I could withstand withstand the pain that I experienced, that I was experiencing in that moment. Every single minute of every single day, I did not believe that it was possible. And that's why I say believe, believe it is possible. You can make it through this. You can live a joy-filled, connected, fun life with your loved one right beside you. And the third is that believe that you are actually connected. That what I have had to do is get used to the fact that 
His physical body is no longer here. His physical being is no longer here. And yet his spirit, his energy, his love is here with me every minute of every day. And I get to be connected to that in a different way than what I had here on earth. This morning I was working with a client and we were talking about connection and how that works. And I felt his love, like I had his chills flow through me. So I knew he was here with me. And it's believing. So believe has so many meanings. Like everything about this book, the title, the subtitle, the cover, the content has so many meanings that I couldn't explain it all to you in, you know, 35 minutes or even a day because there's so much to grief. It's so complicated. And the other is that however you're grieving is exactly how you, oh, it's okay that you're grieving in that way. However you're grieving. It is not, my journey is my journey. And I'm sharing my journey in this book because I want you to know that there is a journey through. You never get over it. You never move on. You know, there's three words that absolutely drive me crazy. Get over it, move on, and committed, you know, committed suicide. Those three words are just, just not true. You never get over it. Whitney, you've been there. You should, I mean, please pipe in if, you, if you'd like, but you never get over it and you never move on. You learn to live in a different way with the experience you have, just like you have every other experience in your life. It informs you along your journey. You know, I have a question on that just to, for the audience, for everybody listening, you know, you said committed. Can you share that? Because a lot of people don't know what to say to someone when they have a friend that this has happened to. Mm -hmm. So what would you suggest they say to the person and what they shouldn't say? Yeah, it's really retraining your brain because it is a cultural thing. It's been trained that committed suicide is the language that even media still uses today. It was a crime years ago. Someone who died by suicide in the Catholic religion and in the Jewish religion years ago, I don't know how long ago because I didn't research this, but they could not have a service in the church or in the synagogue and they could not be buried in their cemeteries. That's all changed because people know today that suicide is directly connected with mental health illness. It's directly connected to that. And so some of the language that could be used is died by suicide, completed suicide, took his own life, took their own life. There are different ways. And what might help anchor this for you is when someone dies by cancer, from cancer, or when someone dies from diabetes, or when someone dies with some other illness, it is an illness. It is not, they didn't commit cancer. They didn't commit diabetes. You know, they didn't commit any other illness. And so it might be helpful for others, for you to think of it in that way as if someone dies by suicide, they died by an illness, mostly, not always, but mostly. So thanks for clarifying that, Claudette. Thank you. Thank you. Whitney, did you have something you wanted to say? I did. You know, Kathleen, I feel like you and I are soul sisters from practically the moment we met back in Nashville. 
and we started sharing our stories and found out that we have so much in common. Primary among them is the experience of losing a child. And I just want to get started just in the introduction, which I think you have done an exceptional job of setting up for your reader where you're coming from emotionally, spiritually. I think you do provide the glimmer of hope that is needed. And the thing that struck me, and I know that this piece right here is about time and timing, but that ultimately the way we journey through grief is a choice. And when we choose to want to be whole on the other end, that it becomes possible to do that, to do the healing. When we choose to heal, when every part of this is a journey. And I I will say this, before you can get to the choosing, however, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of just, things happening automatically, right? You're running on adrenaline, things, decisions that have to be made that probably if you made them in a different state of mind, you may have done them a little differently or really thought them through. And yet the bottom line is that getting through it, not the right word, moving through it, but it is a journey and it is about choice. And I just want to, I want to read this piece because just very early on, you grabbed me. And so you say, without asking for or wanting it, Logan's transition forced me to decide. Would I leave the pieces of my life and soul shattered on the ground and walk through the world barely seeing, barely sensing, barely feeling life, or would I collect each jagged shard one by one and learn how to piece them back together to experience peace, light, love, and gratitude for life once more. And I I even right now, reading it again, it's like the fourth or fifth time I've read that, every time it chokes me up. And at what point do you feel like you really were able to start taking, and I'm going to put this in quotation marks, control, right? So that you could actually make choices as opposed to just kind of keeping on and letting whatever happened happen. So Whitney, even as you were reading it, it brought tears to my eyes (laughs) and not because I wrote it, but because I know you've experienced it. So it just like touched my heart as you were reading it in that way. And to say that I took control of anything early on would be a lie. Like, I don't feel like I really did take control early on. I, and like you say, the control is in quotation because We really have no control, but to be able to live again and to take action 
And what drove me to take action was, you know, three or four months after Logan's death, I was laying on his grave, wanting to die, begging, screaming, crying, wishing that whatever, whoever to take me to, I did not want to live anymore. And it was at that moment, and I've talked about this before in our podcast, but it was really at that moment that, you know, when my body became still, I'd stopped crying. I had this message and it was clear and nothing to that point was clear, but this message was clear. It said, if this happened in your life, then you're meant to do something with it. So go do it. So my journey included the doing it gave me a meaning to get out of bed every day because what clicked in me was I had the contacts. I was a public enough person at the time that the news outlets, the media outlets would, would want to hear the story. So I delved into uh, suicide prevention, you know, raising money, awareness. I delved into being of service and that almost broke me again. And that's all in the book about how I jumped in and did, did, did to mask the pain I was holding in my body. Like my heart felt there was a vice grip. There was, felt like a building had blown up on my back. That that pain I was still carrying and every time I spoke up crippled me, crippled me. But I got back up to do it again because I was determined that I didn't want other people to experience what I was experiencing. So it's part of my journey. And it was probably a year after when I started to actually consciously step into cognitive thought therapy, when I actually started to consciously step into my healing journey. And I think that's important for people to understand, right? Is that a lot of times we are so anxious to get back to and hear some more air quotes, normal, right? Yeah. Whatever normal is, it, you know, and we're experiencing that collectively right now with COVID and, and, you know, this global pandemic and the way we are approaching a lot of people, the way it's being approached is kind of this rush to get back to normal. And so part of, the getting back to normal though was the sleepwalking through life and Mm -hmm. you know as you've said throughout the book it this is not something you you would have chosen if you could have traded places then and now you still would absolutely but we are universal we you know (laughs) so wanting certainty and you know, to feel good that we can miss the blessing. And that's a hard pill to swallow when you lose a child, you lose a loved one, but there's a blessing in the process. And so I'm going to say this, up until knowing you and knowing about your book, I have recommended one book to people. It was a book that was helpful to me. It's called A Grace Disguised. Your book will go alongside A Grace Disguised in terms of a recommendation for people walking this journey. Because I see it as providing 
just a tweak on the approach that Jerry Sensor has in his book, but I think it will resonate with people in a way that that book won't because where that author comes from and very tangible advice that you include in the book, things that one can do every single day to help as part of that. When the time comes when they're making conscious choices, right? And so I just wanted to point out that timing piece because in, in a rush to get back to normal, sometimes people won't stop to, to really think about what they're doing. And just to know that there will come a point in time where something will click and you're like, I have to make a decision which way I'm going to go with this. Am I going to continue you know, kind of living in the dark, or am I going to make the choice, as you said, to step into the light, step into peace, and bring forth what's possible to bring forth out of such, you know, tragic circumstances in your case and for Mm -hmm. others, just the loss itself, so. Those are just such an epic turning point in our lives, you know, those sort of crossroad moments of how's my life going to be? I can just imagine you at Logan's grave, Kathleen, and it's chilling. And I just admire you so much for that moment of decisions that you made. And I'm so grateful that you made the decision that you did because now you're here and a part of all of our lives and just sharing You're just sharing so much value with the world. So if you could speak to someone out there that is experiencing deep pain, deep grief, whether from losing a loved one or just some sort of loss, are there a few kind of couple, three, four, five pieces of advice that they could like really start today that you, some sort of message like that you'd like to share that they could start doing today? Yeah. First, I just want to say, Whitney, I'm humbled and coming from you, who has experienced losing a child suddenly that you would recommend this book is truly humbling to me. So thank you. And the second thing, which connects to your question, Catherine, is that the journey is not linear. And it's healing and it is a journey. And right up until yesterday, I'm still healing. You Mm. know, like it is a journey, just like life is a journey. And so be gentle with yourself. Give yourself grace and ease. Feel through your feelings and be willing to step into the pain and not avoid it. Where you could cause more pain for yourself and for others is to mask your pain, whether with drugs or alcohol or overworking, over-exercising, any extreme in any way, shape, or form, it becomes a mask. And you continue to re-victimize yourself over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm not talking just about my son's transition. And I call it transition because I don't believe the spirit ever dies. And I have 
message after message after message after message from the spirits around me that the spirit never dies. And so it's truly transitioning and learning how to move through that veil, really, of light and dark and pain and grief and love and joy and laughter. And, you know, there's so many things within the book. I go deep. I'm raw in this book. It's not just about the rawness of my son, but some of the experiences I've had in the past and how Logan's transition has assisted me in moving through some of the limiting beliefs and blocks that I've been carrying in my body for such a long time. And of course the three B's be, breathe, and believe like be, breathe, and believe in every aspect of your life, be, breathe, and believe and move through the pain. Just move through it, step in it, move through it hour by hour. You know, how you say that hour by hour. Yeah. I consciously, so it's about consciously stepping into that. Like Whitney says, you know, when did you decide that you couldn't live with that pain anymore? Because really what I was doing, I was existing. I was not living. And I was angry. I was angry at the world. I was angry at my parents. I was angry at Logan's friends. I was angry at Logan's dad. I was angry because my boy was no longer here. And I, I blamed myself so, so much that it came out blaming others as well. So, you know, I really put a lot of responsibility of Logan's transition on my own shoulders. Like, uh, I mean, and honestly, how could you not with a note asking you not to attend a service? Like there was a lot of shame and a lot of blame that I had to move through. And I can promise you, (laughs) if you choose to actually step into that pain and feel through it, heal through it, and it's healing through it. You don't heal completely ever <laughs> because, or maybe you do heal because maybe you do heal. You just have sadness still that's connected to the fact that they're not here in physical form. And you know that you can move through it, that it is an emotion and emotions are always in motion. And so we can try to avoid that pain and hold on to it, which will cause you more pain. I promise you experienced it yesterday. So um, I'm doing my master program here and regenerating images of memory. And I went through an experience yesterday that I had a very long process that I victimized myself out of it. I reject, I rejected it. I didn't want to feel it. So I didn't play all out and that just prolonged the pain. Like it, and it was beautiful because in the end I got a bigger, better message out of it. So it all happened the way it needed to. And you don't have to, you don't have to live in that pain a long time. If you feel through it, I promise you, you will feel better. I love how you have such great insight and messaging and you, and you live it. You're not just preaching theory. You live this, you work it. It's a moment by moment, one foot in front of the other process and journey, like you said. And we're so grateful to have your message be brought to the world. Kathleen, we're so proud of you. We love you. So give us the details on the release of the book. Sarah, did you have anything to say first? (laughs) 
Yes, I did. Um, And Catherine, you're absolutely right. Her messaging is perfect. I'm not an avid reader. And getting a sneak peek at this amazing book was such a special gift. But immediately, I was excited at how easy it was to understand what you were writing and the flow of the conversation that you're having with us when you're sharing your story and your experience. Not only sharing your story and experience, but then sharing your guidance. I love, I don't know if you came up with the daily rituals, you know, at the end of each chapter or if someone else, but that is absolutely brilliant. And what a way to share a story and then help people grow. I love that part of the book, but I wanted to ask you, maybe you remember the moment when you thought about your A life and your B life. That's a big one for me because as Whitney said, it's actually applicable right now for all of us in what we're experiencing with this pandemic because it's, you know, a major experience and we are not going back to our A life. We aren't. The reality is A life is over. B life is what we're setting towards and moving towards. So I'm curious as to maybe the moment when you came up with that. It's just absolutely brilliant. And I so appreciate you putting it in those relatable terms. I would love to be able to say I came up with it, but I was given it. You know, I was guided. It's just what I mentioned, the Shattered Together's title. It is just like the actual book cover. I woke up to that book cover and I've gone through many, 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 many iterations of the book cover, and I still don't have the actual book cover yet because I knew that I was given that book cover from the divine, from Logan, from spirit, from universe, from God, from Allah, whatever you want to call the higher connection. It's the same thing I got with the A life and B life. Yeah, as I was writing the you know, book, I was, when I was not bantering, but discussing what I wanted in the book with, with the ghostwriter, Amanda, and we would ebb and flow. And I'm like, oh my God, like it just came to me, A life and B life. And B life is the, the three the best life, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you're living in your best life that you can in the moment. Like that's really the key here for me is I, I, along my journey, I was living the best life that I could in that moment. You know, and that's enough at the moment. Right, exactly. What my best life today is very different than my best life five years ago, my best life eight years ago, my best life a year ago, my best life a week ago. (laughs) Each moment is living in my best life. And I think that that's the key. And so thank you all. Catherine, you mentioned that October 6th is launch day. And so any of my social yeah, any of my social media, it's Kathleen Al Inspires, with the exception of Twitter, which is Kathleen Al. And it's C-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-E-L-L-E. So it's Kathleen Insp- Al Inspires on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Go to my website, KathleenL.com. You'll be able to just click a link there. It will be all over social media on October 6th. Um, Really uh, would love for you to purchase it either for yourself or for a loved one or someone who who you feel is struggling. This is Suicide Awareness Month in September. 
And I've been doing daily readings and little daily tips about education about suicide to assist other people. Well, to share. Just I want people to know more about suicide and be less afraid of it and to have the facts. Yeah. Can I offer something? It just in this moment dawned on me. Our culture is one that is death averse, mm-hmm. right? We don't talk about death. And when it is imminent or it's happening, we have euphemisms and, you know, just kind of don't. And it just dawned on me as you were saying, you know, get it, buy it for someone who's going through. Why don't we just buy it just because and understand what all of us, maybe not sudden and unexpected in in a tragic way, but all of us have either or are going to experience death, period, right? We're not getting out of it's the lie. We aren't. And <laughs> one thing's for certain. <laughs> right. And therefore, therefore, someone that we know is likely to pass. So why not have a, a more of an understanding about what the potential journey could be like and to make it Make it an an experience. I'm trying to find the right words. Uh, well, maybe this will be helpful. I want to just say positive, but make yeah. it an experience that doesn't have to be filled with totally with sorrow the entire time. Because as Claudette pointed out early on, hope becomes part of the process and the experience from the very beginning you'll still go through your experience in your own time, feeling what you feel along the way. And I very much agree with you, Kathleen, that you have to allow yourself permission to feel what you're feeling when you feel it. But I will say that when I went through this, talking with someone who handed me a pamphlet about the stages of grief and kind of understanding what I was going to be going through helped tremendously. And so I just think that having this book and reading it ahead of time would be helpful. And yes, buy it for someone you know that's going through something. But just just buy it. My so does that mean we're all buying three so we have one for ourselves and two to pass out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a plan. Absolutely. That sounds great. I just want to add to what you mentioned about reading the book. I, I just really want to make it clear for the for you who is listening right now is the book is written so you can look at the chapters and say, oh, I want to start at 16. That one looks interesting. I want to read that chapter. It's written so it can flow completely together. And it's also written so where you can just pick out something that draws your attention and you can just read it. Just that chapter. And if you feel like you're, and I think I explained this, I do. I explained this in the introduction as well. If you feel like it's too heavy, you get stuck someplace, put it down for a while and just do one practice a day. It's not about doing more. It's about taking care of you. And whatever. I, 
I do love that, Kathleen, how you set it up where you can literally just hone in on any chapter that is really resonating in that moment and get all kinds of great insight in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Well, beautiful. Thank you. This was such an amazing show. And October 6th is the release date, Shattered Together. Pick it up. I can't wait to see the final cover. I'm so excited. I know that alone has been a journey for you, Kathleen. And we just appreciate you all so much for listening. And we'll see you same place here next time. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Everyone take care. We love you. We love you, Kathleen. Thank you. I love you. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.